1: We're two moms with eight kids between us, from little to grown. We're in different areas of the country and in different stages of life. But we both know that motherhood's a lot easier when real moms share
0: tips and encouragement. And remind you that it's really all going to be okay. We're not experts. We're parents who've been there. We're not perfect. We're real. Welcome to the Mom Hour. Hey, everyone, and welcome to the Mom Hour. I'm Megan Francis, here as always with Sarah Powers. Hey, Sarah. Hey,
1: Megan. Happy Sunday.
0: Happy Sunday to you. Well, if it's Sunday, that must mean it's one of our more than mom episodes, which we just brought back last month after a hiatus, a Corona hiatus, I guess you could call it. Um, We'd like to have a lot of fun with these episodes. We are light and fluffy. And for the most part, we keep them pretty separate from like mom with kids life. It's more about us as as moms, but also as people.
1: yes. And if you are new around here, welcome. Um, Definitely stick around today. These episodes are a fun way to get to know us behind the scenes. But come back on Tuesday. Every Tuesday we have a parenting topic. um, And so we're happy you're here. If you're new, buckle up. This is a fun more than mom.
0: (laughs) This is going to be goofy. Okay, so Sarah, we are planning our virtual retreat. And we'll talk a little bit more about that at the end of the show but it kind of got us thinking about this idea of getting away, getting solitude. And so we kind of knocked around the idea of doing an episode on fantasy travel. But I have to admit that seven months into this coronavirus situation, I just can't even wrap my brain around what real travel would look like. Like I've been camping. Um, I've done a couple nature oriented vacations over the summer with lots of hiking, but I'm talking about the kind of travel where like you're on a cruise or you're at a resort or you really get out and explore a new city or place and like all its restaurants and museums and people and stuff. And like, what is that even like?
1: I don't know. I mean, I like (laughs) this is supposed to be a light and funny conversation, but like I get a little sad thinking about how long it's going to be for some of like big city travel where there's like a lot of public transportation and museums and shows and things like that so yeah Yeah. it's almost like it would be fun to fantasize about but it's like too too soon too raw too far away right
0: like because the fact that there's it's it's not even a fun fantasy because I can't have it yeah (laughs) you know so and then I was thinking kind of about what travel would even look like right now were we to travel and it would feel a little more like life on a deserted island like you'd be in a new space and you'd have some quiet time to yourself right and that's good but then you're not really doing anything. And you're not really seeing anybody. So it actually got my brain thinking in a totally different direction. Those old like, if you were stranded on an island, would you dot, dot, dot questions, you know? And I thought maybe it'd be fun for us to play a little game where we answer some totally frivolous questions that I basically just made up on the spot. Funny thing is, I actually literally dreamed some of these up last night. Like as I was dreaming, they came to me, which meant I had to throw a lot of them out because they made no sense. (laughs) But some of these literally came to me in a dream.
1: I love it. I'm really excited. I can't wait. Um, And it's funny because this time last year, last fall, we also did a more than mom on the concept of solitude and being alone, which is so sweet. So, so cute of us because we talked about like how hard it is to get alone time as a mom. And that was in fall of 2019. Little did we know how, how little alone time we would get, (laughs) but also how much alone, like how much time we would get
0: isolated from other people, but not alone.
1: Right. But never completely alone. Yes, exactly. Good point. And we had both just done like some solo travel. And anyway, so th- I think today will be a bit different than that one. But that was a fun episode, too.
0: It was fun. Um, while we're on this topic and before we dive in, though, I just want to like clear something up that I am really struggling with. And that is this. Are you ready? Yeah. Sarah? I never know if it's a desert island or a deserted island. Because I would always say desert island, but then when I thought about it, I'm like, that makes no sense. How could uh, an island be in the desert?
1: Well, it could. Yeah, I, I think I usually <laughs> say deserted, like if I'm just going to okay. use the phrase, but I guess you could have like an island with desert like, no, you probably couldn't. An island's always. No, I don't think you trapped. could. But I
0: feel like people say that. I feel like people will say, if you were on a desert island, blah, blah, blah. Well, and People then I say thought, a lot like, of
1: hey. things that are wrong, <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, irregardless, Sarah, we should um, take a break and then we will dive in.
1: Megan, spring is one of our family's busiest seasons with tons of time on the go. There are so many places to be and details to remember. And the last thing I need is the constant irritation of uncomfortable shoes. So today we're talking about the Vionic Vitals collection from our longtime sponsor, Vionic Shoes. These are the best essential shoe styles for everyday wear this season. So Katie on our team is getting ready for warmer weather in Chicagoland with a pair of Vionic's Bella Toe Post sandals. These are Vionic's best-selling flip-flop style, and they have a cute little bow on them. They come in nine great colors, but Katie chose a versatile black patent leather. They're super supportive for her high instep, and they even come in wide sizes, which is a great option.
0: Yeah, the styles in the Vionic Vitals collection are classics that don't really go out of fashion, and because they're such great quality, they're going to last as well, even with daily wear, which mine definitely get.
1: And I love that Bionic offers a 30-day guarantee. Wear them, love them, or return them for a full refund within 30 days. But I have a feeling after those 30 days, our listeners will love their Bionic shoes so much they'll be ready to order another pair.
0: Use code themomor 15 at checkout for 15% off your entire order at BionicShoes.com when you log into your account. That's a one-time use only. Bionic Shoes. Wearable well-being for your feet. Sarah, our sponsor Haya is back on the show today, and I just really love this company. Typical children's vitamins are basically candy in disguise. They're filled with two teaspoons of sugar, unhealthy chemicals, and other gummy junk most parents don't really want their growing kids eating. That's why Haya, the pediatrician-approved, super-powered chewable vitamin, was created.
1: That's right, Megan. Haya fills in the most common gaps in modern kids' diets to provide the full-body nourishment they need. And Haya vitamins have a yummy taste kids love, too. So we were just talking to Katie on our team, Megan, and she was saying that when they get down toward the bottom of the Haya vitamin bottle, her boys are fighting over who gets the last one.
0: Oh, I love it. And I also love that Katie can feel good about that, right? Haya is designed for kids of all ages and sent straight to your door. So parents never need to worry about running out. And we've worked out a special deal with Haya for their best-selling children's vitamin. You're going to get 50% off your first order. To claim this deal, go to HayaHealth.com slash momhour. This deal is not available on their regular website. Go to H-I-Y-A-H-E-A-L-T-H dot com slash mom hour and get your kids the full body nourishment they need to grow into healthy adults. Okay, I'm going to set the scene. But before I do, I feel like I should, I have to say that I know irregardless is not a word.
1: Yes, that was ironical.
0: I said that right before the break. It was ironical.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We can go on and on with that.
0: Um, But no. Okay. All right. So we're going to set the scene. So Sarah, you're stranded on a deserted island and listeners put yourself in this scene as well. Cause I want you to play along in your mind or maybe you're in your car right now and you're yelling out the answers um, while you're driving. So I know it's hard for moms to imagine being away from like their little ones forever, you know, so you can choose to have a few people with you or be totally alone. Like that's up to you. It's your, it's your fantasy deserted island. Okay. But either way, you're going to be there for a while. So The nice thing is before you get magically transported there, you get to make a few choices about what you'll have with you. It's like, kind of like, would you rather? And we actually did a whole episode where we played, would you rather? But it's like, would you rather the lost edition? So, all right, buckle up, Sarah. Would you rather on this deserted island have a newer Kindle with a ton of books on it and a thousand hours of battery time? So eventually, so you're either going to have to like ration out your time or it's going to run out eventually, or your favorite books, your favorite five books in physical form.
1: I mean, I have so many follow-up questions, but that kind of kills the joy of a would you rather like, (laughs) like, will the books get wet? Do I have to carry them? Many questions. Oh, I think I'm going to go with five physical books just because I I prefer to read physical books. And if I'm going to create my ideal deserted island Oasis retreat sanctuary. Um, and I think the running out of battery would fire up my anxiety because I don't like being low battery. I don't like having a finite. <laughs> yeah.
0: This could not be the more like Megan and Sarah personality of <laughs> uh, determining question. I love it. Okay. So you you would do a physical book. And I will say, in in this fantasy, um, no bad harm is going to befall your books. Okay. They're gonna be okay. Yeah. So yeah. Okay. So along those lines, which, which ones would you get? Wait, what about you? You
1: You have to answer it.
0: Oh, okay. Here's the thing. I actually was so stressed about the thousand hours of battery time, which I totally just pulled out of (laughs) thin air that I, that I had to use my calculator to figure out how many days of Kindle that would get me. And it's only 41 straight days of reading. And I feel like if I'm laying around on a, on an Island with nothing else to do, I'm going to be reading a lot. Yeah. And so I didn't love the idea of running out. However, I also don't love the idea of not being able to read at night. Mm. But anyway, all that is neither here nor there.
1: I'm going with physical books. Okay. So same. But perhaps yeah. p- perhaps with different background thoughts. <laughs> right. Exactly. So anyway, what five books would you go with? Well, okay, I I don't necessarily have titles, but I was thinking I would probably try to stretch the genre variety as far as I could go, because I really do like to read different kinds of books. So I'm picturing one really fat, massive history or biography, like, you know, the Ron Chernow Hamilton that took me like eight months to read or some Mm. like epic nonfiction historical or biography would be kind of take me a long time and be really interesting. Um, One like rereadable classic like Pride and Prejudice or something that just felt really familiar the little like one of the long winter little house books or maybe even a couple of those i was thinking a book of poetry i like the idea of i spent so much of like till i was like 22 25 years old immersed in poetry and poetry books and analyzing poetry that i feel like it's something you could get a lot of enjoyment out of on a yeah. deserted island Agreed. poetry's fun to memorize it's fun to like revisit or like look for new meaning in. So that would be fun. Um, I'd probably want like some kind of like mm, self-helpy or like inspirational book, maybe even like, um, like, you know, the kind of books that are like meditations for every day or like, I feel like that could be kind of um, something personal growth oriented. And then is that five? So anyway, I would, I would spread across the the genres is my point.
0: Yeah. Well, I had a hard time with this one because on the one hand, I would feel like I'd want to read some new material. On the other hand, you don't want to take a chance because you've only got five books. And what if, what if you chose like the popular book of the year? And then it turned out to be like the one you is so forgettable and you wonder why it's so popular. I would
1: not bring the popular book of the year. I don't think either of us would.
0: (laughs) No. So I was thinking for me, I also was thinking pride and prejudice or some other Jane Austen, like something that I could read over and over and over. And it's a comfort read. Um, Unfortunately, I have a lot of those kinds of books. Like I reread Anne of Green Gables the entire series mm. every year. I am rereading Outlander. Tree Grows in, tree Brooklyn. in Brooklyn. Yeah. I reread that probably once every two, three years. So i need, I would probably honestly have like two books in that sort of, uh, in that area. Like one would be a truly a comfort read, like a, a book for my childhood. So probably mm-hmm. like Anne of Green Gables, but maybe I would choose one of the ones further in because they're a little meatier, um, like mm-hmm. in the series. The first one's great, but it's it it feels it's one of those books that's about a young girl and feels like it's written for younger girls. And then mm-hmm. as the, you know, series she gets older. I feel like they're just more geared toward an older crowd. Um, I would want something that something ambitious that I've always felt I should read, but that I probably wouldn't sit down and read on my own, like War and Peace or something like right. something that would take forever to get through, just like you said, but but something that I'd feel happy that I finished, even if I didn't care for it, like a real true classic, um, yeah. but, I, but not a reread, one that I have meant to read and
1: haven't and haven't read Ulysses. Yeah, um, James Joyce. <laughs> like,
0: yes, yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. Something like that. Or like or like um, a book of like myths or something like that, mm-hmm. like something like that. I feel like could be really useful. And I don't know. Useful is not the right word, but like it would just it would fire up my brain in a different way. Um, poetry is a great idea. I hadn't thought about that, but then I just feel like you
1: can get so much out of one book of poetry you can, and then
0: you can go. And especially, I mean, I'm not a particularly trained poetry reader, so I feel like I would have to work like I'd have to go back and yeah. reread and reread and reread. And I'd probably learn a little something different every time I did. That would be that's a great idea. And then in place of your self-helpy book, I'm going to go with one of those books that tells you how to do stuff on a desert island, on a deserted oh, well, that's island.
1: A, that's a good idea. Look at you. <laughs> I, I need to switch. That's the kind of self-help you need on a desert, deserted island. I was
0: island. thinking like, I don't know that I need self-help when I literally can't do, I can't manifest my dreams in any way because I'm, I'm stuck on an island. So I'd rather have a book that teaches me how to like build a lean-to.
1: Renee Brown, you're no good to be here. <laughs> but you
0: know, Sarah, you do you, right? Okay. Yeah. Okay. So along those same lines, here's my next question for you. Would you rather have an iPod with a huge collection of music on it and a hundred hours of battery time or five cassette tapes and a boom box with unlimited solar battery.
1: Okay. Neither. Cause I don't, I don't derive a lot of personal pleasure from music with a few, with a few exceptions. Of course I'm not, I'm not completely like soulless. I just wouldn't be like a huge priority. So I would say if I could switch to podcasts or audio content, I would take the iPod because I would really derive a lot of a lot of pleasure out of that uh, thousand hours of battery time. But I wouldn't want to repeat it. I'm not going to re-listen yeah. to stuff. So um, but if it had to be music and I couldn't switch to another form of audio, I would do the boombox just to have like because I don't care about musical variety. I listen to the same five things anyway. So that would be no issue. So I don't know. I kind of, I trolled your question a little bit. You
0: did troll my question. Well, you you kind of cheated, but that's okay. I'm not mad about it. Um, we are going to say it's music and not podcast because I think that like putting in a, or like new, like radio news or whatever. I think that adding that to the list, just, it almost adds too many layers of questioning. So we're just going to go okay. with music. So let's say um, boombox. So if you now, just to throw another wrench in the works though, if you were able to ration this out, a thousand hours gets you a thousand days, one hour a day. Do you feel like that's enough for you? Because you don't, you don't, you're not somebody who has just music on in the background all the time.
1: I'm not. I'm not. I just would probably forget to put. I would forget to put it in my ears if it was music. Okay. I just you yeah. don't.
0: You wouldn't have a lot else going on. You might change your mind once you're on that island. I know. Um. I know. But I, I think for myself, I would also go with the five cassette tapes in the boombox, which might surprise you because. I do like musical variety, but I think I would be really stressed about running out. Like, yeah, <laughs> no, I, no, yeah, I think for me, it would be hard to narrow it down. Um, But I think I would force myself to do that. Now, this this brings up like a question that I have asked my brother and I have spent a lot of time talking about this. If we had to just choose one artist and I'm Sarah, I'm not even going to ask you to to answer this because I'm not sure you can can do it it. okay
1: I mean I can answer it it just yeah
0: okay well here's the thing if this is like kind of like a side question because it's not really it's not really cassette tapes and it's not really an iPod if you could just choose one artist but you could listen to their entire catalog could you choose and I landed well it usually comes to an epic like standoff between the Eagles and the Beatles and I'll tell you why
1: both good choices
0: The Beatles have tons of good music, tons, tons, tons. But I find that I wear myself out on the Beatles after a certain Mm -hmm. amount of time. Um, A lot of the stuff that they have, like they just have so much music and I like a lot of it, but I don't love all of it. And I Mm -hmm. feel like I would grow tired of listening to it. With the Eagles, they represent so many different kinds of music within. Like if you listen to Mm -hmm. some of their stuff from like the 70s, they've got like they've got rock, they've got almost like bluegrassy music. They've got funk. Like it's just kind of all over the place. And I feel like Mm -hmm. there'd be more musical variety and still a lot of songs to listen to. Um, And it's kind of easy listening background music, which seems to Mm -hmm. fit island life. So I think I landed on the Eagles, but I could probably be convinced otherwise. How about you?
1: Okay. So I thought of, I also thought of two. And my problem with this is I forget like different musical artists and genres and how much I like them because I'm so easily I'm I'm such a I I go with whatever's around me. So I'm I love being around people like you who have stronger opinions about music because I'm like, oh yeah, I really do love this. So the two that came to mind were the Indigo Girls and Otis Redding. Two very different things. But both that I can but that I can have on and that I but the thing is neither of those is about the size of their catalog or the variety of their catalog. It's just feels like music that I would be happy to listen to. So,
0: well, then that makes me think like if I going along those same lines again, I mean, you could really dig in like, what about Elton John also has great music all over the place. Um, right. As far as like the kind of sound. So it's almost like, are you trying to curate a, a deserted island soundtrack? Like I'm almost picturing like you're in a movie, <laughs> you know, Yeah. and your soundtrack yeah. is the Indigo Girls or Otis Redding. What a great choice. Um, Or is it that you're just trying to give yourself enough variety, musical variety to keep from getting bored? Those are two very different like goals. And since you don't get bored with music, you probably don't care about that.
1: I don't. I just would want it to be something I genuinely love listening to. And I think both of those have up tempo and slower. Both of them have sing along and like something you could like go for a run to or something like, you know, get out your like aggression. Um, Deserted Island kickboxing. I don't know. This is getting weirder. <laughs> this is getting weirder, um, but also like as soon to as the Indigo those, Girls. Yeah, to the Indigo <laughs> Girls. As soon as I say those two, I know I'm forgetting like my favorite artist of all time, and I don't even know who it is. Like I'm just really bad with musical banter, so we should move on.
0: Well, and I will also say that I spent some time flipping through my Spotify yesterday just to make sure that when I answered this question, I was going to answer it the way I wanted to. And there are artists I like better than mm-hmm. the Eagles. Like so don't get me wrong, it's just that. They, you know, were one of those ones who like died tragically in a plane crash after having two hits or whatever. Like, yeah, there's just there's there's just like the size of the catalog does matter to me to some degree.
1: I, I think your so. choices are very solid. I would be thank I would you. I would listen to your boombox with you on that island.
0: Oh, thank you, Sarah. OK, <laughs> moving on. This one was also very hard for me, and I don't know that I'm even happy with my answers. So I can go first or you can go first. Would you rather go first or me?
1: OK, do you want to say what the question is?
0: yes. It is name five personal care items you would have to have with you on this deserted island.
1: Okay, I'll go first. And I didn't prepare, so I'm just going to start listing things and then cut myself off. Okay. Um, yep. Deodorant. Oh,
0: I didn't even think of that.
1: Okay. <laughs> you can share mine. Okay. I'm sure we use the same brand anyway, like in a hotel room. We do. Um, we do. Um, lip balm chapstick. I'm not really picky about, but I hate the feeling of not having lip balm or chapstick of mm-hmm. some kind. Um a hair tie because ditto. Oh, I a hair tie. Hate the feeling of not being able oh, to get my no now you're blowing up hair. all of my choices. Okay, continue. Um so that's three. Um I would need a lotion of some kind, but I could definitely I I could definitely um multitask a moisturizer or a lotion. I don't like when my face dries without something on it. So I would need something, but I could use it like body and face and whatever else. Um, and then I am going to go with, um, toothbrush, like, or, or floss, like, or just like something, it could even be a a minty flosser pick or something, but I would want that. So I think that was five. I didn't even, was that five? I uh, think so.
0: Okay. Well, okay. So, so I put five down and now I'm picking them all apart because a, I didn't put lip balm. I'm a total lip balm addict. Like yeah. I have to have lip balms. It's really funny when I go through my coat pockets, like when it when it gets cold and I start uh-huh. wearing coats again, they always have multiple lip balms. Like there's multiple lip balms sometimes in each pocket. Like they're everywhere. They're all over my house. But I put sunscreen because I feel like I'd be miserable if I didn't have sunscreen. Here's the thing. I have this um, stick, the sunscreen stick that in the summer I often use as both lip balm and sunscreen. Ooh. So I feel like I could... That could do double duty. And it kind of has a sort of moisturizing feeling. So I wonder if like I could get away with something that is just all like it's a sunscreen. It's a lip balm. It's a lotion. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. Maybe I'm going to cheat and say that I can. Okay. Um, I definitely had toothpaste or toothbrush, some some sort of tooth. Yeah. Some sort of tooth tool. That's definitely a must. I put lotion separate from sunscreen. But again, I think those could be the same thing. What about shampoo?
1: I, no, I'd be fine if I can... T- like in the ocean and just air dry. My hair would be dry and curly, but I don't, I don't. You don't think you need shampoo. Okay. I don't think, yeah,
0: I think it would bother me not having it for a while. Then I thought, well, and the shampoo could kind of double as soap or whatever. But then I thought, I don't know, that does seem kind of, that seems a little frivolous for deserted Island life.
1: I love ocean, like ocean wet hair and the way it dries. I don't think it's probably good for your hair over time, but I actually do like the way it feels. It's almost like the sand is like exfoliating and it um i feel like it kind of does its own de-oiling or something when you are submerged in the ocean
0: yeah and honestly it might not be good for your hair but you would be eliminating heat treatment right you wouldn't be using a hair dryer or a curling iron so um it would probably balance out i put razor uh, razor question mark <laughs> This feels very frivolous, but I shave my legs every single day, and I really don't like the feeling of hairy legs. I think I'd have to get over it, though.
1: Yeah, I could let that go.
0: Because where would I even shave?
1: Yeah, that, that one, <sighs> I mean, hard. that doesn't bother me. I mean, I, I do shave my legs, but not every day. And I could, I could let that go pretty easily, I think.
0: Okay, and I think I'm going to just let go of deodorant. I don't think I need it. Because, again, first of all, the people around me better get used to me stinking, like, <laughs> You know, and I also feel like if I was dipping in the ocean every day, like who cares? I would just get up and go jump in the ocean. And then right. if I did stink, it would go away or I'd smell like ocean, which isn't terrible either. No. Okay. So I think where I landed was I need some kind of sunscreen slash lip balm combo. And I'm going to cheat and say that's one thing. I need toothpastey, toothbrushy thing. Um,
1: lotion. I think I, oh, what about nail clippers? Ooh, yeah, that would be, I would need that or a file. I
0: would really need nail clippers or a file. So then I'm going to eliminate shampoo and razor and put in the nail clippers because I think it kind of was a cheat to try to put toothpaste and toothbrush together. Those two, those are not one item. (laughs) So, um, yeah, I, I think I'd be pretty happy in my deserted island life with those items and I would just have to get over the hairy legs thing. (sighs) It'd be dark. It'd be hard, but I could do it. You could do it. Okay. One more question before we go to break. And this one is one that came to me in a dream last night. So um, it's really dumb, but I think it is an interesting question. Okay. Island life could be kind of boring, right? And so you'd be looking for stuff to do. Let's pretend you had a bottle of nail polish, but no polish remover. Would you be like into the idea of giving yourself a manicure just to pass the time? Um, and to give yourself something pretty to look at? Or would you be so worried about not being able to take it off and having it chip away slowly that you couldn't do
1: it? I mean, I wouldn't I wouldn't probably do it. I would probably, I, I like the look of clean nails anyway without polish. Yeah. And um, I mean, I guess if it started to chip, you could just reapply, right? So if, the, if it was real, truly about the boredom and the enjoyment of painting your nails, sure. But I'm just, I don't think, I think I would find ways, other ways to deal with boredom because I don't like, I don't get that much pleasure out of doing my nails.
0: I actually think it could be kind of fun to do them, but no way. Like thinking about having like increasingly ratchet looking fingernails, slowly (laughs) chipping away and me being powerless to do anything about it makes me anxious in a way that I can't describe to you. It's like a deep, like, yeah. I'm like, I'm actually wiggling around like I'm squirming right now, just thinking about how terrible that would be. So
1: nope. That's how I feel about um, the hair tie. Like if I didn't have a hair tie, a way to securely put my hair out of my face, I I am like squirming right now when it's long enough, I can tie it in a knot, but it doesn't Mm -hmm. have that same satisfying secure feel Mm. as an elastic. And that would, yeah. And I don't like chipping nails either. So I'm, I'm on board. Okay.
0: And we've already established that we both have nail clippers. So our nails would be in good shape. (laughs) Um, and then you could take the nail polish and you could write help on a sign and you could prop it (laughs) down on the beach for an over, like for a plane passing over to sea. Right. So there would be other uses for that nail polish. Okay, Sarah. So now we're going to fantasize a little bit about your island life. Um, I'm you know, picturing the indigo girls playing gently in the background while you kickbox <laughs> and put your hair in a scrunchie. Okay. But let's talk about the actual abode. So when you're picturing your very own Swiss family Robinson style island house, what does it look like? And I just want to say, this does not have to be rooted in reality. So pretend a ship carrying textiles and like a very handy man or woman with a hammer and nails like all washed up on shore.
1: Okay. I love this. And I, I did not prepare. I didn't even look at your outline. Um, so uh, what I'm picturing is I have been to Hawaii a few times and I'm sure that some other islands are like this, but I've never been to the Caribbean. So there's this feeling of the air and the temperature in Hawaii where it's like, it's like warm room temperature, um, not cool room temperature. It's warm, but it's like ambient temperature. I can't explain it, but it feels really good, especially if there's a breeze and the ocean. So what I'm picturing is like a single story enclosure. I would need shade. So I need a good roof. I need to be able to get out of the sun without question. But I'm almost picturing like, um, like gazebo style hut, but where the walls are like a linen or a fabric that can allow breeze to come all the way through. So like, Mm. I don't think I need walls, but I do need a roof. Um, and I think that that air, like that indoor outdoor feeling of air would be so nice, especially if I could get away from the sun itself and get shade, I would need a really comfortable bed, like gorgeous white linens, even if they're impractical on an Island, just like a cozy, um, (laughs) like a, like a oasis bed. Um, and I'm not picturing like treehouse like Swiss family Robinson. Cause I guess in my fantasy, there's no tigers randomly walking around. So I would be, Oh, o- right. Okay. I would be okay with local wildlife. Cause in my fantasy, there's nothing like super dangerous. Like if a little lizard skitters across my floor or something, I'm fine. But there's no like killer snakes in my Island fantasy. Um, and then I just picture it decorated like, yeah, like a high end, um, cabana that you would get like, you know, at a really nice hotel when you can like rent the whole poolside cabana where there's like a table and like, Mm. I don't know, shade and a pitcher of water and flowers and yeah. How'd I do?
0: Okay. This is a great, this is great. I, the only notes I had made in the outline for myself is I feel like it has to have a hammock and some filmy curtains hanging. And I think the filmy curtains is kind of what you were getting at with like, they don't need walls. Yeah. It just needs to have some, it's like a, a, like a cover, right? Um and then some kind of rippling gently in the breeze, cream colored linen of some sort.
1: Do you uh, remember some textile? The Thomas Crown Affair, the the Pierce Brosnan one, when they go to the island. I watched that movie like way too many times when in like the early two thousands when I used to watch movies. But there, there is a like island, like a very expensive island scene that. It has mm. images that I'm conjuring, including like all she wears the whole time is, is like his button down white shirt. And it's it's a very it's a very <laughs> sexy version of this fantasy. But right. I do feel like the abode, that's what I'm conjuring to mind. OK, so
0: mine, unlike yours, is sort of treehouse style, not because there's tigers though, <laughs> or like scary snakes. I'm thinking there might be some friendly monkeys chattering oh, nice. in the background. But, like, they're not going to come steal my bananas. Like, they're not naughty monkeys. And they're <laughs> they're just, like, my friendly little friends. But I do like the idea of it being up and then having, like, like a balcony that you can kind of walk out on. And then the underneath. So that's, like, the bedroom. Yeah. Um, And I would also want a very comfy bed and a hammock. So I'd want the hammock to be, like, in facing the ocean and... You know, so like you could go like one of the curtains that pulls back, maybe it pulls back and there's a hammock there or something. I haven't thought it all through yet, okay. but there would be some kind of thing you could walk out on with like, I don't know, whatever island beverages one has. Uh-huh. And that is starting to sound a lot less like deserted island and a lot more like high end resort. Right. But again, Mine did too. there's been, but there's been a shipwreck right. and a lot of stuff has just magically come up on shore. So I'm not going to question it. Um, but I like the idea of like the lower, like below being where there'd be like maybe, uh, I don't know, like a little, not a kitchen cause we don't, we're not cooking, but something like a, like an outdoor eating slash gathering mm-hmm. area. Um, and so I like the idea there being two levels, but not, not for tigers. I like we're yours. To worry about those. I want to go you like to mine? yours. Yeah. And I feel like the wood, like the, like the roof is like, um is like a hut style. So yes. there's like, you know, it's going up a little bit and there's like all the I bamboo, know, the bamboo. thatching. And, yeah, yeah. The thatching. The grasses. The thatched roof. Mm.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll come over. Okay. Like
0: I want to go to there and we could have like neighboring, <laughs> we could have like neighboring deserted Island huts. <laughs> okay. So I'm glad you brought up the Thomas crown affair and the girl walking around in the man's button down shirt. Um, because my next question is about wardrobe. So do you feel like you, in your fantasy, would you be the kind that would just let your clothes go to tatters? Would you be running around like in a bikini or half naked? Or in your island fantasy, are you somehow dressed like you have access to a full closet?
1: Well, I feel like, I feel like I almost need more parameters for that question because I feel like if I could have access to a full closet, obviously I would opt for clean clothes. I have watched a lot of seasons of Survivor in my life. I believe I've watched like 41 of 42 or something like that. Um, So I know what happens to clothes that you start out clean on day one. And it's funny, like halfway through the Survivor run, they just started like providing swimsuits like halfway through because people were just so gross and like their clothes didn't fit anymore. So I think what I would want is the ability to clean my undergarments, even if, if that's in the ocean and dry in the sun, that's fine. So like a couple changes of basic layers that don't feel disgusting, but I'm okay if I only have like two tank tops and... Um, like linen, linen, pants or leggings or something like I'm OK if it's not a fashion situation. I would want the option to feel clean. There's nothing yes. worse than feeling super dirty. And I so agree. I would do lots of ocean bathing and ocean clothing washing.
0: So I have to say um, this summer, having have uh, having a pool at my house, I had a lot of days where I was in my swimsuit. The entire day. Mm hmm. And I kind of started to love, like, I would just throw a pair of shorts over it if I had to go someplace or like I had a lot of those little kimonos and would throw a kimono over the top if I was just like walking around, like making lunch for the kids. And I didn't want to be standing there in my swimsuit at the um, island. But I kind of started to dig that feeling. And I feel like if you were at a place where the temperature is perfect and the ocean's right there, Mm -hmm. that could be another potential, very practical way to dress. Like just wearing your suit and then maybe you've got like a filmy um kimono that you put over the top or a man's button-down shirt, whatever. Whatever's <laughs> available. And then I would just want pajamas to sleep in and clean underwear. But you could just wash them out every day and like hang them to dry. Yeah.
1: I feel like I would sleep with no clothes on in this fantasy. Interesting. If you had clean sheets and nobody was there.
0: Well, that's true. I don't something about sleeping in the nude with being exposed to the outdoors and then not knowing if at some point I might have to like I don't know <laughs> run away from something or like I like I just would I think I'd be sitting there thinking this is when they're going to come save me and I'm going to have to run out to flag down the freighter that's going past or something. And I'm naked.
1: That's fair enough. I would have a hard time with that, too. But if I truly knew that the temperature was perfect, my sheets were clean and there was no one around. Yeah. Then I would not wear clothes to sleep.
0: Don't you also think, though, that this would be the perfect environment for you to get one of those silky like pajama bottom and cami top with like the matching robe, if that were to wash up on on shore, yeah. like I feel like that would be the kind of lounge wear I would want to wear. Sure. In this sure. island fantasy, okay, all right. Well, let's get off of wardrobe. Um, let's talk menu. So, would you rather have an unlimited supply of something really easy that you like, like granola bars and PBJ sandwiches, or something like that, or an unlimited supply of? Food resources that you'd have to catch, pick, clean, and cook. Like I'm thinking mm. fish and fruits and other, you know, coconuts,
1: things like that. So they're both unlimited. I'm not gonna run out of food in either. You won't situation. run out of food either way, right? But you have to pick one. This is other. a hard one. I know. I think it depends on how long I'm gonna be there. And I know we haven't discussed this, like you don't know how long you're gonna be there. If it was like t- under 30 days, I think
0: it's gonna be years.
1: Oh, years
0: you're settling in. Yeah. Otherwise I would just use up. I would take the thousand hours of Kindle.
1: Yeah, it's true. I didn't know it was going to be years. Okay. this well, changes everything. Yes. no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, then I think in that case, then I would go with the food that I have to go get because I just feel like that would ultimately be more satisfying and become more part of like life and yes. the variety would be helpful after a while. If I thought it was going to be under a month, I might just take the PB&J because I can eat the same thing for a long time and not have a problem with it. But I just think in the long haul, it would be sort of satisfying to like be one with my environment and eat off the land.
0: So I have the exact same answer. Oh. Um, I have no problem. I could actually live on peanut butter jelly sandwiches very happily. And I guess if you put a side of grapes with that, <laughs> it could be relatively balanced. But I think in this situation, like what else would we have to do? Right. Like our whole life could just be tracking down food. It would keep you busy. It would keep you mentally sharp, um, engaged. It be, could be a creative, you know, like how many different ways can you use fish, coconuts, bananas, you know, whatever. I, I assume we're not hunting the, the friendly monkeys. So right. um, they're off limits. But, you know, so just like, I think that the, the, the challenge of feeding myself and like making the fire and cleaning the fish, I think that could actually be satisfying and fun.
1: Yeah. So. Agreed.
0: Okay. So Sarah, I guess that brings us basically to the whole point of this exercise or really like um, the point of this fantasy, I suppose, is how do you see yourself spending your time on this island? Let's just say it's a year. I know that I wasn't fair in, in not um, actually giving you a time frame at the beginning, but it's more than a month and it's less than the rest of your life. So let's say it's a year. Would you basically want to lie around reading and watching the waves or would you be an industrious island dweller and like, I don't know, hunt around and hike the island and try to discover things? And I don't know, like, how do you see yourself spending a year living remotely on this beautiful deserted island?
1: Well, I'm glad to have the um, parameters of the one year. I think it would be a balance. I think it would be a mix. I think too much in either of those extremes, the lying around and you know, we've got our music, we've got our books, we've already established, we have some personal care items. We have a nice space and a comfy, clean bed. So given those realities, I mean, I could be pretty comfortable listening to the waves and sleeping in and writing. We didn't talk about writing implements. You and I would both need no, I a, know. a journal. Need them. Yeah. Um, But I also think that that would get old. So I could see it going one of two ways, either leaning into the indulgent, restful relaxation part of it for a while till it just felt like I got to do something and then kind of going in the other direction or just finding a balance kind of from the beginning of like a good amount of restful leisure And then like one productive thing a day. I think like that just speaks to kind of like my, my tolerance for hard work in general is like, I'm not a go, 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 especially physically active and outdoor stuff. I'm, I'm just not someone who yearns for that constantly, but I eventually will want to get outdoors and move my body because I don't, I don't, I also don't like to sit forever. So I'm somewhere in the middle.
0: I think that I would have a hard time not exploring every inch of the island. I'd be very Curious about it, and I'd want to know what was everywhere on it. Um, keep in mind that in order to to have our amazing huts that we are going to have, we have to act. Even though the handyman has also washed up on shore, um, we have to act as general contractor. That's probably going to take a month. That's like, true. That's going to eat up like a good solid month of our time. Um, but then, yeah, I do. I think I would want to lie around and read and write and watch the waves. But I think I would also spend a lot of time. Just exploring and adventuring around, and making and trying to make friends with the friendly monkeys, and that would be really fun. Yeah. Um, Okay, I have one final question for you, Sarah, and this is a question for people who have watched Lost. Otherwise, it won't make any sense to you. (laughs) But it's something that that definitely baffled me while I was watching Lost, and I never really understood um, something about the show. If there was a smoke monster on one part of the island and you could see the smoke and you knew that it was a monster. Would you just leave it alone or would you go poking around?
1: I mean, what do you think I would do, Megan?
0: You would not. You would leave it alone, right? I would,
1: I would not go anywhere near that. I am risk averse hey, to my <laughs> very core.
0: <laughs> so I'm not actually even that risk averse, but that was one thing that used to drive me crazy. on lost. I'd be like, why do they keep like pursuing the smoke monster? I don't understand why they were doing that. Like, just leave it alone.
1: Okay. Can we have a sidebar conversation about television for a second? Because offline yes. off off the podcast, you and I independently started rewatching Mad Men from the beginning on our own without discussing it. And then we're almost in the same we're almost tracking around the same um, like place within the series. Yeah. And um, And I'm a big fan of rewatching, watching Watching for the first time old series that you missed maybe or rewatch because I have terrible amnesia. So I'll forget everything and I can genuinely enjoy a rewatch, but it has to be deliberate. I don't just pop on an old episode of the Sopranos just for fun. Like I like to rewatch in a very, you know, start at the beginning and like commit type of way. Um, And we've enjoyed that with the, the Sopranos and the West Wing. And now we're doing Mad Men and I've done some comedies, but Lost Brian, watched Brian is a huge fan of Lost, like it would probably be in his top five shows. And I never, I didn't watch it with him at the time for a couple of reasons. I think I was pregnant and had babies and like just didn't watch TV during those years. Yeah. Uh, I could be off on the timing there, but seems like it. And then I'm just, I'm like not a big science fiction or like anything supernatural. I just have a hard, a harder time getting into shows like that. It's not that I can't, but I, I have a much harder time. And finally, I'm a little bit afraid of plane crashes. So just the opening sequence, I've seen the mm. opening sequence is like very triggering for me. So I never got into it, but I feel like, and you can tell me because I know you're a fan. I feel like Brian and I could do a Lost rewatch and I would probably enjoy it.
0: So wait, I forgot that you never watched Lost. For Mm-mm. some reason, I was just, I had this assumption you had. Okay, let me, let me put um, your Lost fears to rest because first of all, I don't think of it as a science fiction show. And I'm also like, I don't like science fiction either, really. However, I loved X-Files. I loved Battlestar Galactica. And I loved Lost because it's more of a drama. It's really mm-hmm. a human drama that's set in a fantastical environment right. rather than true science fiction. In fact, there are times when it goes so off the rails that if you were a real sci-fi fan, you would just be mad. Right, because like, it doesn't is, even is, stick it, to
1: the rules of sci-fi. No, it makes
0: no sense. Yeah. And at the end, the way it wrapped up, you can tell the difference between people who were in it for the human drama and people who were in it for like the fantastical storyline, because the people who were in it for the human drama loved how it ended, like including myself and the people who weren't were like, wait, what? They didn't answer anything. I don't need to have anything answered for, to enjoy a show like yeah. that. It can just end. And I'm like, oh, all right. Everything happened the way it should. Um, and the plane crash really is like one or two episodes. And then that's done.
1: I know, but that's a very, it's a very traumatic. Two hours. For yeah,
0: me. You, yeah. You just don't really have to think about it again, though. After yeah. that, it gets they so quickly dive into each person's story and like the what the, the drama that plays out on the island that you kind of forget how they all got there.
1: Yeah, it's I just, have actually yeah. seen handfuls of episodes. I want to say I've seen the first few, and then every once in a while I'd come out and Brian be watching it, and I'd say, "Oh, what's happening?" Blah blah blah. So I feel like I have a general sense for the characters, but. In terms of like a, a full rewatch, I think it would be a good one. So even though I'm saying yeah. there are reasons I didn't watch it, I think I think it would probably be a fun one. And Brian would, he I would think be he would like so it. happy because it's like one of his all-time favorites.
0: And did I tell you that I'm watching it with my special man friend? No, I didn't.
1: Yes. So from the beginning?
0: So we, yeah, from the beginning. So you
1: and I would be watching this. I know
0: We would be watching same. two series at the same time, just randomly, having come up with it on our own. Oh, the mind meld. It is well, real.
1: Because we were already on a tangent and I think we have a minute, I have to say that just a minute ago when we were talking about wearing a bathing suit with a cover up um, or like the the convenience of wearing your suit, have you gotten to the Mad Men episode? We just watched it last night in season two where Betty buys a bikini at the country club auction and then wears it because she's going to like she has like a kimono, just like what you were talking about, except she's wearing a bikini in the kitchen, fixing lunch for the kids with like a sheer kimono. So if you don't no. know what I'm talking about. So you'll I get to it soon. I have seen that one yet. You'll get to it soon. Because we're just a little bit ahead of you, I think, in season two. And Don comes down and he is like, what are you wearing? And he's actually he's actually <laughs> very cruel about it. And it's it's like an uncomfortable Aww. scene to watch. But as you were describing the convenience of like throwing on a like a kimono over a swimsuit. I, we just watched that last night. And it's a very it's a it's a it's a classic Don and Betty. Very hard to watch. It's actually very it's a little bit. It's, it's traumatic kind of but it's oh it's all about this swimsuit with the cover-up and how like she thinks she's like ready to go she's packing the lunch for the kids and they're gonna go to the beach and isn't this like cute and convenient and we saw it at the country club fashion show and everybody's doing this now and he's like I don't think no. so
0: <laughs> oh that well we're so I'm in season two probably episode four and the dynamics between Betty and Don are just starting to get
1: yeah. You're like probably really, only one or really two, uncomfortable. One or two episodes um, behind us maybe.
0: Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> well, well, I like when we derail completely and go into a total tangent and this episode is extremely silly. Um, I would apologize, but no, I'm no. not going to because it's fun. <laughs> no
1: apologies. No apologies. <laughs> Um, It really was inspired by the idea behind our retreat. So if we can just wrap up by kind of talking about that for another minute, I would love it. Um, If you are hearing about this for the first time, November 7th to the 8th, you don't have to go anywhere except to find what feels like a retreat for you in your own town. And a lot of people are booking a night at a local hotel. That's what you, Megan, are going to do and what I'm going to do. Um, but right right near our homes. And the idea is that you take time away for yourself um, and spend it however would be helpful to you. We are going to provide some content and like some Zoom um, things to join or to watch later. So there will be content provided by us in the same like vein of our show and there will be Megan and Sarah stuff but it's less about like showing up for a session on time than it is having a reason to declare that this is something you need. And the response has been kind of crazy already. Um, Yeah. And it's pretty easy to sign up. We're not going to collect the registration fee till much closer to the event because hashtag 2020, like we know things change, but we are encouraging you to sign up because what it allows us to do is get to know who's coming, even logistical things like what time zones you're in. So as we As we finalize the content, we're kind of building this for the group of moms that that has signed up. And then you can do it from home. So even if at the last minute your your vision of your perfect desert island getaway or your hotel room getaway is derailed because like one of the kids has the sniffles or something, um, there's a lot you could still take advantage of from home. So we're trying to build it in a way we don't get us wrong. We want you to go stay in a hotel and declare to your family that you deserve this and you need this. But if that feels like too much, we want you to be able to join us anyway. So it's like a little bit of both.
0: Yeah, and it's funny, Sarah, like I started going to work-related conferences when I was a young mom with little, little kids. And I remember the first few times I went to them feeling like very, like a lot of pressure to do all the things. Like I'm at this event and I'm not with my kids. So I have to take advantage of every single thing. And then over the years, I love how you, uh, you and I started traveling to conferences and things like that together. And we started kind of making it like, we're going to do the things we want to do that are restful and creative um, mm-hmm. and kind of inspire us, which isn't always going to look the same from event to event. And like, we want you to kind of get there faster, I yeah. guess, like to where you can take this 24 hours and use it however you want. If that means you follow along with every single thing we do that we provide, that's great. But if you're like, I would rather just take a bath or I would rather just watch TV, um, you, you do you like they'll you can always catch up with the stuff that we did later And just the idea that we're all doing it together at the same Mm -hmm. time, I think is what counts and not like specifically how you're using your time. So,
1: and yeah, it's, it's a bummer maybe, but it is true that as women and moms, um, sometimes it doesn't feel like enough to just say, I need 24 hours to not see or talk to any of you people that I live with. (laughs) Um, and that feels, we feel really guilty about wanting to say that. And so it's not like we're, it's not like, Ooh, like Megan and Sarah giving me an excuse, but it is a little bit like Megan and Sarah are giving you an excuse. Like if it helps you rationalize and you can work on the need to rationalize at a later date, yeah. but if it helps you to say, there's an event that I want to be a part of, there's a community who has declared this a basic human right for moms <laughs> to, yeah. to have a little space. And I want to be part of that, that collective like retreat, then if that helps you like it helps you have a conversation with your co-parent or if it helps you line up a sitter or if it helps you right. just nudge you over the edge, then that's kind of what we're going for. Um, and we, yep. we don't think you need that as an excuse, but the truth is that a lot of, a lot of moms in the thick of it do. And so we want to provide yeah. that.
0: We we're giving you a time, a yeah. day to put on your calendar so that it doesn't just keep slipping through the cracks and not happening. So yeah, so we're really, really excited about that. Definitely check it out. Um, again, that's at the themomhourcom retreat, or you can go to the show notes for today's episode, and you'll find a link there, or just go to the Mom Hour; it's at the top. Yep, it's, it's you can't miss it, even if you try. <laughs> uh, and we'll be back with you
1: on Tuesday with another
0: brand new episode. Talk to you then.
1: The Mom Hour is brought to you by partners like Chatbooks.
0: So I would love it if mom, our listeners wanted to look me up there. I'm at Meganfrancis.substack.com and that's Megan with two A's, M-E-A-G-A-N francis.substack.com.